this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to the now officially not a one-shot of Disco Elysium as we go into the second episode of our coverage, which is episode 40 overall, I believe. Oh, we were supposed to play more Disco Elysium? Oh no, man, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I've just been playing an idle game this whole time. It does sound like you, actually, yeah. I had no idea. Ooh, uh, okay, so... So, how about that disco, Elysium? Yeah, I, so it turns out my name's Harry. Um, we found a dead body. Let's go in-depth about figuring out the body, because I didn't play anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I think last time we kind of, we left off right around day two, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, my My day two was incredibly productive, but... I found a workaround for Kim leaving. Oh? Yeah. And we can get into that, because that's right around the last part of what I played recently. Uh, I'm actually not in day three yet, but I'm only like two hours away, so I've, I've done quite a bit of stuff in, in day two. Okay, fair enough. So, I woke up in the morning. How about that dream, huh? Oh, I forgot about the dream. Oh, that's right. So you, so since day one is actually the first night you you go to sleep, you right. haven't really spent a whole lot of time in your head outside of your head constantly battling with itself all day. I, I, I was about to say, I mean, let's be real. You basically spend all of your time in your head, but I know what you're getting at. Yeah. So you go to bed and you have a dream where... You're you're back outside of the inn or whatever it is. Yeah, where, where you found the body in the first day. And you walk out there, and it's you hanging from the tree. Yep. So how did the conversation with yourself go uh, for you? Especially so, I mean, since we have... I'm wondering if a lot of things are very different based off of the stats and stuff you, you choose. It's possible, although I kind of feel like, because I don't think there were really much in the way of checks during that conversation, so I doubt it really changed a whole lot. But, I mean, it's kind of how you would expect that sort of scenario to go, where where your other self basically kind of gives you a couple taunts and talks with a really creepy voice, because of course he does. And he basically tells you, you know, that you suck and you're a failure and all that fun stuff. And so the things I tell myself every night... Pretty yeah, much standard fare. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it it kind of went the same way for me. Is you you kind of had an internal battle with yourself of you know you've you've done this to yourself. You it, it's your lizard yeah. brain again. It's very basic and it it it, it is very reminiscent in, in all seriousness of basically when people sit down. I mean, people do this all the time, but I mostly do it because I have trouble sleeping at night. And when I have trouble sleeping and I have nothing to think about, I think about, like we were saying before, I I tend to think about different failures in my life, things where I think I could have made different choices, a lot of stuff like that. I'm very critical of myself in those times. And oh yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty typical thing. I think everybody, especially I like like you know like they call it like the long dark night of the soul or whatever, where you don't you know you just kind of reevaluate yourself and it's usually a pretty miserable experience (laughs) i love it i feed on it all night i'm like oh yeah look at all these failures 
oh, I'm so worthless. I'm such a piece of crap. Like, yes. If I remember- and then I have such I- a, I'm so well rested when I wake up in the morning. I'm not tired at all. I have an absolutely phenomenal day. I think about all the times in this podcast that I've railed you for being a bad cop and just playing games bad and generally. And I'm just like, yes, I don't feel bad about any of this. <laughs> well, am, all right, then. I am a total uh, garbage person. <laughs> I mean, we all already knew that, but you didn't have to say it out loud. It was just kind of an implied thing in the background. Well, here is your opportunity to be like, no, you're totally not a garbage person. So I really oh, appreciate. I'm, I'm aware of what my opportunity was. I just chose to pivot in a different direction. <laughs> so. Then you kind of wake up in the morning, and uh, for me, I looked in the mirror. I think I, I I would assume that's probably the first time you found the mirror as well. Yes. And there was a couple of checks that I was actually able to complete this time. The first day, there was, I think, one legendary check that I absolutely... It was there on the second day as well, but I still haven't tried it because I have like a 28% chance... And I can't remember if it's red or not. All I know is it's legendary and I'm just sitting there. There's no point for me to try it because even if it's a white check, 28% chance, I'm not going to make that. Yeah. And usually when you fail the white checks, you still get some kind of negative consequence. So Yeah. A lot of times it's like a morale hit or a physical hit or something like that, depending on your choice. And, and in this case, because you're basically evaluating yourself. The legendary check is trying to f- not force a smile. Yeah, I haven't done that one either, but I did pass the check that told me more about what it was I was doing. Yes. So I I guess I was a little confused by that, but it, it kind of seems like you're almost forcing yourself to just get through. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. So given that this guy has a, you know, a pretty stellar background as a cop, and like the sheer number of cases he solved and stuff, given what you did to yourself in this like absolute crazy bender or whatever, it seems pretty obvious that he's been, you know, really struggling to cope, um, especially as you learn a couple more things about yourself that I don't think you can do yet, because I'm pretty sure they're on the other side of the bridge. Oh, fun. Uh, but like, you know, even like Kim repeatedly comments how, you know, if your record's telling the truth, you were an amazing cop. And the implication in the green is just like anything else. It's just him basically trying to force himself to not feel it. Although I believe it was specifically a reference to some pop pop culture thing. And so that's basically what he was doing was this like popular, like picture of like, I think it was like an album cover or something. If I remember correctly. Oh, that's right. It was some, it was some popular painting, I think. Oh yeah. Something, but like, that's what it was. He was like mimicking that. And now it's basically like froze that way. Yeah, because he doesn't really know what else to do, and so that's what he's just doing. And it, it the first time, I think one of the checks, because I, I, I'm pretty sure there were three. I could be wrong on that. I'm probably wrong on that. But I thought there was a check about just looking at yourself in general and just seeing your face. Oh, no, that's right. It was, uh, uh, there was steam on the mirror. Uh, there was an opportunity for me to fix the mirror so it wasn't all steamy. And I uh, I passed that check as well yeah. uh, for tinkering or hand control or something. All I know is I used the 
clippers, which I didn't have at the time to go fix that. But yeah, so he's obviously uh, been through a lot, unfortunately, and he hasn't handled it well. And that's why he's in the position he's in. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't exactly expect anyone to handle the the bits and pieces that I'm getting. It it kind of seems like he already had an alcohol problem. It really, I mean, he was apparently a super cop. And so, so I guess I'll do some speculation here because I, I'm, I'm still in day two. Although I guess I can, yeah, let, let's, I guess I can keep normal format. Well, I'll, I'll do speculation about what has kind of happened in his past near the end of the pod. Um, but, but I guess before you go into that, I did want to ask, did you read through his case file? Not all of them, but that's the workaround I was going to get to. Oh, I see. Yeah. So my ledger was still damaged going into day two, which if, if you understand what that means. So I am fluttering about in day two. The body is still out there. I haven't dealt with it yet, but what I did do the night before is I grabbed those shoes and now the shoes have rotting flesh in them. So they're just kind of sitting in my inventory, which how Kim does not know that I have rotting flesh shoes in my inventory. I have no idea. I think Kim secretly knows he's just not saying anything about it. That seems pretty likely because it definitely frequently implies that Kim is like not not like aware of stuff in the sense like, oh, he knows who you really are or whatever. But like, he definitely seems like he picks up on some things you try to be sneaky about and then just let you go. Kim does say that other people have clearly picked this body clean of its the, the rest of this ceramic plating uh, because this guy was some sort of mercenary. So he had a good gear, essentially, like basically the best gear. And so maybe he thinks that somebody overnight went in and stole them and maybe he doesn't speculate that it's me. Of course, if he's ever around and I happen to be wearing the clean boots, I think Kim's smart enough to put two and two together. Hey, Kim, can you just go back to your truck for a bit? I need to talk (laughs) to this person with these boots on so I can display my authority. So I just need you to go so you don't see what I'm about to do a.k.a. put on these boots that I clearly cannot afford. So, yeah, that's no problem. Sure, whatever you say, man. (laughs) You get downstairs and... Ooh, 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 ooh. You know what? No. Did you call uh, Stacy in day one? Because we didn't talk about that last time. Uh, So Stacy is... I I believe her name was Stacy. Maybe Karen. The the person who was the... I think it was Stacy, yeah. But the, the lady who used to work the bar... Before stuff happened. Yes. Uh, the manager had actually he'd hit on her because he was interested. And uh, I I talked to her and she... Did you listen to the whole story of what you put her through? Yeah. So did I. Uh, it sounds like you were an absolute nightmare drunk. I mean... Which we already kind of knew, but like just hearing her spell it out was like, uh, did you hit on her? What? Oh, yeah. My brain kept piping in, telling me that I really, she really needs you to hit on her. And I kept being like, no, she clearly doesn't. And it, it asked like three or four times before it finally was like, I mean, you're really missing out, man. And it's just like, and she's hung up. 
No, I didn't. I got a a different option. Yeah, it would. It, I mean, I didn't wind up doing it, but it it kept pushing me to do it. <laughs> so the conversation, I, I I think, went a little different for me. She regaled me of all the stuff that I've done, which was uh, I got up and started screaming some karaoke song. I apparently played the same <laughs> yeah. song over and over and over, which was actually used to be one of her favorite songs, but because I was screaming and yelling it over and over and over, uh, she now hates the song, which, unfortunate. A little bit, yeah. Felt bad about that. I destroyed the bird, which she was yeah. also upset about. I was obviously a drunken mess, and I broke a window. Mm-hmm. So then I go on to say, hey, what's going on with the body? Did you call it in? And she says, no, I didn't call it in. And then she goes into this long explanation as to why. Essentially, right now, the phones are down in the manager's office, and nobody knows why, although I'm sure I'll be able to figure that out at some point. I just don't have the resources to be able to do it yet. But the phones are down, so the only phone that was actually working was in the harbor. So, somebody else. And I don't know if it was her who first referred to this person as she, but somebody else goes to the harbor and calls, uh, who actually called the the whole body in. So then I, I, I say, hey, um, heard the manager was hitting on you. Seems like kind of a dick move. You know, he's your manager and everything. And she was like, Oh no, he's he's actually incredibly nice. I there's just everything that you did, I just I had to get out of there as soon as possible. And I was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." I'm like, "So you didn't destroy the bird because you hated the manager?" And then I think that's the time where she's actually says, "Yeah, you you destroyed the bird." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, all that happened for me, so at least so far." So then I said, do you want me to tell him any of this? And she basically, she she kind of reluctantly agrees. But the first thing she says is, I really don't want you to make it worse. And I essentially said, I promise you, I'll do right by you. I'll tell the manager. It's 100% my fault. He might get mad at me or whatever, but I got to go. I got to make this right. Uh, so then I did. I immediately went over to the manager and I said, hey, talk to Stacy. And that's when I kind of got more information about the phones being down. And then I was like, this is a secret mystery that we have to figure out. And he goes, yeah, I don't really care who did it. I just want it to get fixed. And I'm like, I need to know who did this. Kim, we got to figure this out. Kim is like, dude, there's a murder. We don't have time for this. And I'm like, no, no, no. I got to know these phone situation. What if I need to make a call? It's more convenient to do it from here. I got to figure this out. And so then I said to the manager, I went back to him and I said, Hey, so turns out Stacy left in a big rush all because of me. He's like, Oh, really? I, I thought she was, I thought she broke the bird because she was mad at me about hitting on her. And uh, I responded, yeah, it turns out I'm the one that smashed the bird. Uh, sorry. <laughs> like, she was actually quite flattered by you. Uh, so may want to go 
may want to contact her in a bit, you know, if you want. And then he's immediately, he doesn't care about the bird. He doesn't care about anything else. He's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so happy. I, I can't, I've got to contact her right away. This is, this is wonderful. Like, yeah, yeah. I helped out for like, it's like the first thing that I did that I was really just happy about. I actually helped someone. I was so, especially, it was, other than, you know, paying the $130 to fix everything, it was one of the first steps along the way of actually, like, making this whole thing that I've done right. And that was incredibly satisfying, getting to to resolve it in a way that is, yeah, dude, I mean, this is probably not going to come as a surprise to either one of us, but it's actually all my fault. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, turns out she actually likes you might want to give her a call. And I, I kind of wish there was a follow-up to that. And I, I mean, there might be on a future day. Yeah, that's possible. That is possible. Oh, you know what? I bet if you fix the phones, there'll be a follow-up for that. I bet once you have the opportunity to fix the phone, whenever that comes up, I'm assuming it's a day two thing. Cause I haven't figured or a day three, like over the bridge because I haven't figured out how to do it yet. Uh, but yeah, I figured that I, once you I figured actually out what the problem was, but I haven't actually fixed it as, as far as I can recall. Oh, okay. Okay. I assume once you do that, then he'll be able to actually call her and then do something about it because he's obviously not going to leave. He's got nobody else working there. He can't just leave. I mean, right. he has a business to run. The, the, the only other person quit because of me. So, so obviously what'll have to happen is you're going to have to watch the inn for a while while he leaves and, you know, definitely not make things even worse because that's the only way this can go. Obviously. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I can't think of another thing that would happen. I, I can't fix the phone. Let me just take care of it. <laughs> Get me behind the bar. Kim can leave. I can do these whole boot situation and let's get. Uh so so yeah, that was actually that was actually on day 1, but we didn't talk about that and I really kind of I really wanted to go into that because just because it was so satisfying to finally feel like you've actually helped someone. And I actually can't wait to do the cryptozoology stuff because then I'd like to help the old lady who helped me. Although I really hope her husband is not dead. That's going to suck if he is. Really hope he's not dead. If he's dead, I'm going to be real upset. Unless I find the cryptozoology animal. The, uh, the, the bamboo, basically, it's the bamboo version of a walking stick or a cow tail version of a walking stick. Yeah. The thing is, as cryptozoology is concerned, that was pretty uh, basic and boring. Walking sticks are a thing, and the fact that Kim is so like vehemently saying this is impossible, dude. Walking sticks are an actual bug. I mean, to be fair, they might not be in this universe, but still, no, like, yeah, he, like it's not that weird. It is in this universe because she even said. You know the walking stick. It's basically the bamboo version of that. Like, oh, it actually I is in the universe, that. and it actually is a thing. So it's entirely possible that this bug could exist. I mean, I don't but know yeah. if the rainforest still exists in their universe. 
I mean, only like half of the rainforest exists in ours. But yeah, it, it is true. Kim is like unusually opinionated about it, whereas usually he's just kind of like like a resigned shrug or whatever. But he's like pretty adamantly against this. Now, if it was a Bigfoot or something, I could totally get it. But he just dismisses this so assuredly and more so right in front of her, essentially saying, yeah, your husband's a quack. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. This bug doesn't exist. And my response is kind of like, uh, yeah, we're going to look into this, dick. <laughs> and I'm immediately like, tell me more about these. Akib is like, no, yes, no, one. You can, you can ask about one. That's actually an honorable thing. Yeah, I did. I only asked about one. You gain honor if you only ask about one of them. Which one did you ask about? Uh, I think I asked if there was any, like, really dangerous one. Oh, no. That's the same one I did. It was the gnome. Yeah. Oh, I was really hoping we asked about different things. I almost did the invisibility one just because that one is just insane. There, there's no way to prove an invisible object exists. It's invisible. How are well, you ever going to see it? You wouldn't be able to see it, but you could prove it has weight and stuff. But regardless, okay. like, yeah, it's- you're you're right. Just like dark matter, you can prove it exists, but you have no idea it's there. Regardless, though, yeah, I, I asked about the, the gnomes also. Oh, that stinks. I was really hoping that you had asked about something else. But I did. I did keep my word and only asked one. So did I. <laughs> did you have you gotten the option to be an honorable cop yet? No. Um, I got an achievement for Kim maxing out Kim's liking of me, though, which I was a little surprised by that it happened already. But how? I don't know. But I got the achievement goodest of the good cops, and it's for max out your relationship with Kim. Did you get aces high or aces low? What? There is a an initialize that's either aces high or aces low, basically depending on whether you give Kim a high five or not. Kim, there has not been a situation that Kim has wanted a high five so far. Yeah, it was when you got the body down. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe that was because you successfully shot it because I didn't get that. Oh, maybe that is it because I'm pretty sure that's when when he gave me the high five. The high five gives a plus. It sucks because if I had chosen a different option instead of giving him a high five, basically giving him a low five. There's a perk for aces high and a perk for aces low. Aces low gives you plus two to basically affection towards Kim. And the other one is plus one towards affection towards Kim. And I got aces high, which is only a plus one, which sucks. Because I really wanted, if I had known that, I would have chose something different. But we all have to live with our choices. And unfortunately, I only get plus one. But you you get plus zero of affection towards Kim, but he still loves you anyway. So I have no idea. When did you get that? I don't know. I just noticed it. Like when I logged out and I, that I had unlocked the achievement on steam, I don't remember even seeing it pop up. Huh? So the, so, so after we kind of talked to that lady, we have the option to talk to Titan a- and Kim actually says, Hey man, might be a good power move to just walk right on by him. So what I did is I talked to Elizabeth first, and as soon as I was done talking to Elizabeth, who was basically just, lawyer, 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 you do whatever I want. You shut your mouth. You don't say this. You don't say that. I was like, cool, I'm out. And then I left and went out and did a bunch of stuff. That's actually when I talked to Joyce the first time. 
it was interesting because she was sitting outside and acted like she was the gardener. And then, oh, no, it turns out she's a lawyer for these uh, dock workers. Which, hey, she gave me those gardening gloves, which helped me with the body. So as far as I'm concerned, she's already been very helpful to me. Also, ammonia. Oh, that's right. She gave you the ammonia, too. Which, I mean, didn't actually help, but uh, that's not her fault. So do you want to talk about Joyce first, or do you want to talk about Titan first? Um, let's, let's do Joyce, because the Titan one leads into a lot of other stuff that'll probably take us a bit. All right. So Joyce is the, I don't remember her last name, but she's the representative from the company that's there to negotiate with the union to try to get this strike over with. Also, the mercenaries, as it turned out, there are three of them, they came from, they came with her, not by her choice, but apparently the company was very angry with the fact that she, uh, basically when she just reported their demands back, they decided that wasn't good enough and we're going to send some force. So that's where that mercenary came from. Uh, the mercenaries, yes. Well, I've only ever seen the one who's dead. Oh, um, have you done like Joyce's side quest yet? No, I haven't done. Oh, which side? Wait, which side quest? Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't done the boat or anything. The 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 her side quest was like go to try to figure out who's sell who's shipping the drugs out of the harbor. Yes, no, I have not done that yet. Okay, um, all right, I'll stop talking then because she tells you a lot more stuff. Oh yeah, no, I have not done that yet. Um, but that's why I, can I you was even get to that until day three? Yes, it's all those. Uh, cars that are just jammed up out right outside the hotel. That's where you start doing that investigation. Oh, oh, yeah. So, because she actually mentions that she's the reason why the bridge is up. That she basically pulled some strings so that whoever had the drugs couldn't leave. Yes, I do know that. The problem I had was after I talked to her and after I talked to Titan, I got the body out of there because at that time it was thirteen hundred, and I was able to get inside the kitchen. And so once I was able to get inside the kitchen, I basically told Kim to take a hike uh, because I needed into the kitchen for boot-related activities. <laughs> and so that's when I told Kim to take the body. And then I ran around and I, I, I was talking to people without Kim. And th- I th- want to say it was getting farther with her quest. Or it might have been her. I th- No, it was Khaleesi. I mean, there, there's definitely a few things where the game's like, yeah, you should really have Kim for this. That was the thing. So I, I was kind of just doing other side things and not really going out and doing stuff um, because I made I wanted to have Kim there. And I didn't want to just waste an entire day, although now I'm not because I I got, let's just say I got Kim back and it's still day two. Okay, so how did this happen? Well, let's talk about Titan first because all of this okay. was done before... Uh, I guess we could talk about that now. So you had said something about reading case files. And uh, yes, I went back and you said it took up a lot of time. And since Kim was gone, uh, the first thing I did when Kim had left, I said, hey, man, let's take that body out of here. Let's let's get this gone. Let's do this. He's like, sweet. We take the body out. I'm like, cool. Beeline to the kitchen. First thing I do is go to the kitchen. I talk to the cook. I'm like, hey, man. You mind if I use that pot over there to uh, clean off these boots? He basically does not care about anything. Including proper sanitation, because yikes. So I take the boots, I put them in the pot, I put water and vinegar, and just let it cook a stinky, disgusting, vinegary stew. 
and just let it cook and cook and cook and cook and cook. And eventually it just said, hey, they're done. Pour out the disgusting soup that you've now made. And you have fresh, clean boots, which gives you plus two to authority and negative one to something else. I think it's uh, Estacorps. Estacops. Esprit Decor. Yeah, that one. I'm never going to say it right. Probably because, you know, you stole a dead man's boots. Right, yeah. It's like, uh, that's not very cop-like of you. Good job, buddy. Uh, Needless to say, I I wore them for a bit as I was walking around without Kim. Uh, But then I thought to myself, listen, Kim comes back. Can't be wearing these boots. I'm only going to bust out the boots in real serious situations where I need these boots. Because I don't want Kim to be mad at me. So I've cleaned off my boots. <laughs> I come out of there with nice, shiny new boots. And then I immediately walk over to Joyce and say, Okay, here's the thing. All that stuff that Kim didn't want me to talk about, about reality and everything, I'm going to need the lowdown. I basically was... I was like, Joyce, let's start at square one. So I am a baby. (laughs) What happens after that? You know, I'm talking to her about politics, the government, the birds and the bees, where the babies come from, which is birds (laughs) and the bees. And then I'm like, okay, massive knowledge dump. I got the achievement and the experience for... You now have a grasp on reality again. So I got entirely up to date on everything. And then I think there was a skill check in there about uh, getting more information uh, about the world. Basically her viewpoints, because since she's a representative, she's not exactly allowed to have opinions that aren't pro whatever she is working with. And I don't know if you had a similar check or not, but it almost kind of seems like yeah, I'm not super content with the situation that we're in right now. And there's definitely things I would have done differently as far as the way the government works at the moment. But we just kind of have to deal with it. And here's the thing. We were all kind of born at a bad time anyway. I was like, well, what do you mean by that? She's like, a decade earlier, And we would have been at the forefront of the revolution and everything. Basically, it kind of seems like she's disappointed that she was born in the aftermath of this revolution instead of being born during it. Which, almost no matter what your situation is, I count myself very fortunate that I grew up in a time that wasn't just constant war. I mean, for us anyway, I mean, because there's always instability everywhere in lots of places, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, you know, when when I when we were growing up, the Cold War was very much a thing and we just didn't really know about it. But it wasn't, you know, we weren't the kids in class that had to duck under our desks because we were worried about nuclear destruction or whatever. But I not to get too real. I'm just saying I kind of have conflicting opinions about that from her perspective because I it seems like humanity in general is always going to thrive much more in somewhat peaceful times. I mean, there's always going to be turmoil between different groups, but having mostly global peace and everybody kind of working together like sciences from all over the world are working together, especially with 
with all the health concerns that we have going on right now, it's, you know, it just seems better that everybody kind of works together versus half of the planet working against one another. And so, I mean, that's just my standpoint, like not even as a player, just in general, like I feel very fortunate that we're living in a time right now where it's not like world war, whatever, you know what I mean? I actually didn't go back to Joyce uh, because I wasn't without Kim for very long, but I'm thinking like tonight. So like tonight being like night three for me, after we go to bed, I may slip off and do that because I'm going to be really curious now. So wait, Kim wasn't gone for a full day for you either? I, when I got the body, it was basically the end of the day already and I just went to bed. Got it. Yeah, I essentially had all day. I was supposed to have all day without Kim. So immediately after Joyce... I mean, this is around, I think, 1700, so I still had a lot of the day left. Although, the way you describe it, it makes me think that it sounds almost like she really kind of actually wanted the revolution to win, and so she's not nearly as pro-corporate as maybe she comes off by being a corporate representative. Yeah, and that's why I think there was a check to actually get her to open up about it. Because I'll have to go back and look at that, and then I'm definitely going to have to go visit her at night. Now, here's the thing. I could be misrepresenting her. So, yes, please, please double check because I did this at the beginning of the week and uh, a lot has happened since then. Last week for me was absolutely insane. I had a massive project going in. I, for like three weeks in a row, I was working 50, 60 hour weeks. Last week, it was almost a 70 hour week. Like, I, I was working a lot and uh, so I didn't play as much as I did. And when I did play, I would like binge it for hours at a time. Uh, so that way I'd have enough content to actually do an episode. So please, please, please. Cause I don't want to misrepresent her, but that is what, from what I remember of the conversation, that is, it, it kind of seemed to me like she wasn't super happy with the situation that we're in now and that she would have done things differently and then she kind of asked you what you would have done and i was like i don't know like i'm just a cop i mean well and not only are you just a cop you're a cop who literally doesn't really know anything about anything at this point that's what i said that's actually i'm pretty sure that was one of the options that i was like i don't know anything about anything so i am not the right person to ask here and then i think she presses you on it anyway and she's like yeah, but I just gave you a lowdown on everything and basically just give you one giant recap. So as a blank slate, what do you think? And I was, she basically wouldn't let you not answer. And I just kind of said, yeah, I don't think I'm super great on, you know, what we're doing now either, especially considering it's apparently, you know, mega corporations and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not super, super keen on that. And uh, so, yeah, I got the lowdown from her, but then... Then is where I uh, fast forwarded to Kim coming back. Basically, immediately, I took like maybe six feet away uh, from where she was at. I was like, you know what? That's right. Andrew mentioned the ledger and he mentioned that there were case files. And I went through it and I was like, I could have sworn I saw everything that was in that ledger. I could have sworn I did. And so I busted out the ledger. And I'm looking through it, and I'm I'm reading through everything again, and then I notice that there's this hidden compartment after I took the toilet paper off, because I... <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to do that in front of Kim. 
you know, I wanted to just leave it look like garbage. <laughs> uh, because I didn't want to. And at one point, I sniffed the ledger. <laughs> and then my nose came up and was like, hey, man. Yeah, it smells like crap. What did you expect? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I I just kind of smelled it. And the nose I is like, I love this game so much. Why did you smell it, though? <laughs> this game's so good. And then I had the option to say, because it was an option, <laughs> which I chose because I'm having an argument with my nose right now. <laughs> I said, well, it was an option to smell it, so I smelled it, and the nose is like, hey, stupid, if it looks like crap, it's gonna smell like crap, and turns out, I don't like the smell of crap. <laughs> don't do it again. Got it. <sighs> then I took the toilet paper off, and then I noticed, hey, there's a secret compartment. And I did a skill check, and unlocked the compartment, and then I saw a note from guessing his wife who basically talks about how it kind of seems like she's all in she says no matter what happens i i go to work every day i still see you sitting there and i come home and i want to be with you and like the note kind of implies that she was all in on the relationship and then you go black and basically the the game describes it as all the blood basically rushes out of your your brain and you just kind of fall over limp and then it's your lizard brain talking to you again when you were in similar darkness from before it's like at the very beginning of the game yeah now was i am i misrepresenting that cuz to me it seemed like she was it kind of seemed I'm, like i'm going to be honest I haven't read the note because my brain actively refused to let me read the note. It's like, yeah, no, you're not ready for this. We'll come back later. And it just would not let my me brain. It. My brain kept telling me not to. And I kept insisting on it anyway. And so when I read the note, it's. I wonder if if I went back now, like, I don't, I'm curious if it's a stat thing or if it's just like because it was day one, it wouldn't let me do it yet. When I found the note, it's possible. So I couldn't say whether you're misrepresenting or not, because, yeah, I found the note, but my brain was like, nope. We're going to say, you can't handle this, buddy. No. Oh, no. well, you. Well, I'm sorry. You should have stopped me. I wouldn't have went into it. Uh, whatever. All right. Well, I'm, I've, I, 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 you're so far ahead of me. I guess I just assumed that you probably would have looked at it, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I tried to look at it. I mean, I found it and I tried to look at it, but. So I'm curious now, like next time I play, I'll try to look at the note again and see if I can actually read it or if it still rejects it because then that would imply that it's like, I don't have high enough in a particular stat or something, which is, yeah, which is entirely possible because my stats are splayed out differently than yours are. And I might've put things into, I'm definitely higher in the intellectual type stuff. So it's, it's possible that when my brain is telling me, no, you can't do something. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to do it regardless. Like you don't control me, (laughs) even though you do control me. Brains are weird. (laughs) <laughs> brains are weird brains are very and weird th- this guy's brain is really weird just because i mean if you sit there and it, just to get philosophical for a second every single thing that we've said in this podcast my brain is basically just like yeah that's it as all the information this is it it's just brains are very weird it, <laughs> i think i don't even know my brain is just like dude don't even try to figure me out don't do it 
because you're not going to. And if you did, you'll unlock the mysteries of the universe. So just don't do it. <laughs> and we can't have that because that'd be real bad. Yeah, it's not good. Reasons. Because if you know, if you unlock 100% of your brain's capacity, you'll be able to suddenly be... <laughs> do not with this. Do not with this. Well, you've seen Lucy, right? Oh, we saw it together. I know. I know. That was, like, that's one of those stupid things I love to say in high school that I think a lot of people did, but, you know, in the back of your mind, you know it's not. I always kind of hoped it was true because I always wanted to be a Super Saiyan. But then, you know, my brain grows up and it's like, hey, stupid. (laughs) You know, that's, like, not a thing, right? You know, your brain's literally doing everything for you constantly. I was like, yeah, you only use a certain percent because the rest of it's an autopilot with the whole you not dying thing. (laughs) So all I have to do is I have to figure out how to use my muscular system to move my blood for me so I can take those cycles away from my brain so then I can use my brain at 10%. And then <laughs> then I can use psychic powers and destroy everything. Well, okay, not destroy everything. Well, eventually at 100%, you just, like, become God or something. I, I remember the ending of that movie. Uh, yeah. She basically, she, she creates a USB flash drive that has, like, basically every answer that humanity has ever looked The secrets looked of the for. universe, yeah. She's like, yeah, just plug it into any computer and you'll unlock literally everything that you've ever wanted to know even as a scientist i would kind of be like i'm gonna break that flash drive because there are just some things we are not meant (laughs) there are some things that humanity is just not meant to to know also if i could just forget that this entire thing ever happened because i feel like remembering this is gonna really mess some things up it's like hey lucy so do you remember when you like you know telekinetically did basically everything can you just wipe all of our brains because this mega super ultimate drug that basically the whole point of the movie is, hey, kids, drugs are cool and they make you have superpowers. <laughs> like, hey, Lucy, probably not the right message you should be sending to kids. Oh, gosh. Hey, so if you do drugs, some cool, awesome thing might happen to your body and you'll become Superman and potentially God by the end. Hey, uh, Lucy, could you maybe have a different message? Because the one you're presenting is is super not cool. But anyway, Lucy sucks. <laughs> it does, yes. In the movie, I'll enjoy any movie except for Ultraviolet. But <laughs> I knew that was coming. I have the capacity to enjoy every movie, including Jaws 4, which, oh boy. Well, I have to ask, though, what about Robo Geisha? I'm not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> well, there are two movies I don't enjoy. No, no, no. I never said I didn't enjoy Robo Geisha. I just said I'm not going to respond to it. <laughs> because Robo Geisha is enjoyable for a myriad of other reasons. Just in general. You know what Robo Geisha reminds me of? Cybertwunk 2077. And I can't wait for it. Because it just kind of <laughs> seems like it's just going to be Robo Geisha all the time. <laughs> After I said that, I've got that stupid, uh, like trailer playing in my head the one that we found that we were like we have got to find this movie because what the hell is going on well yeah tangu milk oh andrew please 
if you start if you go into more robo geisha i'm gonna have to cut all of this content out no i'm done <laughs> no i know i'm done though i just I, <laughs> that robo geisha it really is though if you look at cyberpunk 2077 the first thing you see is some girl with like blades coming out and she's just murdered some dude that's robo geisha it's like <laughs> cd cd project red sat down they watched robo geisha and they were like okay Let's just make this real, but in the future, done. I mean, I'm pretty sure Cyberpunk as a whole was already on top of these things. I don't really think RoboGage is the one that came up with it, but still. I, so listen, CD Projekt Red, somebody watched RoboGage and they were like, done. We're making this into a game. <laughs> but we couldn't get the rights to the actual movie. You know, we were going to make like a thing out of that. But we were going to call it Robo Geisha twenty seventy seven. But we just couldn't <laughs> do it. So, oh, that's 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 truly wonderful. But back to back to disco. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've entirely derailed everything, it's like burnout paradise all over again. Nothing will ever be burnout paradise. <laughs> Unless our <laughs> listeners want it to be. <laughs> okay, so um, where where were we? Uh, no, okay, so I had read the note, and I blacked out, and I guess I won't really talk about much more about that, but basically, Kim shows I guess, up. I'm guessing Kim comes back, yeah. And he's basically pouring water in your mouth, and he's like, hey, you haven't drank anything but alcohol for like two days. What is wrong with you? Um, it, dude, it, it, he's basically just pouring water down my throat. And he was like, yeah, I'm done with my stuff anyway. So let's, let's kind of get back to things. And that's kind of where right then is where I then realize. So that's what I'm actually confused about because I didn't get the option to check any of my case files until all that happened, which is why I thought you already read the note. No, I read all the case files. Like, as soon as I got the ledger out and read them in detail and got a bunch of experience points and stuff. I, none of those were there for me. I had to get the compartment open first. Oh, no, getting the compartment open didn't happen for me until near the end of day one. And I read all the notes, like, pretty much the initial investigation of the body. I searched through the dumpster and found the ledger and then immediately read all of them. That's why I didn't get as far in day one with all of that stuff as you because of all the time I lost reading the notes. I wonder if it was the toilet paper then. I wonder if picking the toilet paper off and actually making it a respectable ledger again, because that... It might have been, because I did that right away. Because when I... Is that the point when it actually turned into an actual ledger in your inventory, and then you can interact in it with in multiple ways? I don't remember. I don't remember ever seeing it not be one, so... It's possible because I'm pretty sure I did that in the initial discovery of it, so maybe. Well, because the damaged ledger was in my inventory. Is your ledger damaged? I think so. I mean, but it's been in the interact side, but I like I don't think it's not damaged. Mine is no longer damaged. Oh, uh, well, maybe it's not then. I don't know. I'd have to look. And I was not able to look at the case files until it was not damaged anymore. Then I guess not. Because then you can interact with it in a different way. The compartment is still there, but then I was able to read the case files. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't looking at something right because all of my, the options were grayed out for me, but I clicked on several of the grayed out options, and then in there, I was able to find the case files again. So maybe I just kind of skipped past it the first time and just didn't notice it, 
but now my ledger isn't damaged anymore. It might be because I read that note and because Kim woke me up and everything. But after that whole interaction, my ledger was not damaged anymore. And that's when I found the case files. Interesting. And I've only read the first two, which the second one is absolutely hilarious. The the unsolvable case. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my favorite one. The unsolvable case where one guy just goes around flashing everybody and one guy goes around breaking everything. And I didn't quite... Oh, no, that wasn't my favorite one. That one's funny, though. Yeah, no, that was the unsolvable case. And basically, it was unsolvable because the solution was to get them not to drink. And I think his solution was just, okay, so basically, you strip down in front of this this guy, and he, like, beat you up or something, and then that somehow that just solved the case. I don't remember. Well... Like they're doing it in private with each other and not out in public. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was just really, really funny. He he solved the unsolvable case that just kept getting passed around where this dude just keeps flashing everyone and this other dude just keeps breaking everything every time they drink. And then he's like, hey, uh, just drink at home. Problem solved. <laughs> How could nobody figure this out before? Oh, there's another one that's on a similar thing, and it's amazing, and I don't want to spoil it for you. What was it called? So I'll make sure and read that before next oh, time. Oh, gosh. I don't. I, I thought it was the unsolvable case, but obviously not. Um, but it's about, like, uh, trying to solve a murder, and it's... it's. Was it the one with the square bullet? I don't think so. Because it was, it was actually kind of funny, because when we were talking about the case files and everything like that, I said to Kim... Like, yeah, it seems all kind of rudimentary of what I'm naming all of these cases that just kind of seems childish. He goes, and then I read off the man with the bullet wound or something. He goes, yeah, no, I kind of did the same thing. And it was kind of an endearing moment because he says, one of the cases I had, I named it the man with the hole with with the hole in his head. (laughs) yeah i remember that And it was actually a case where a guy was impaled by a railroad spike and the family was actually really nice and everything and i really hope they never find out that's what i called the case oh yeah yes i remember that conversation uh and so then i was actually in the middle of reading the cases before uh before we were ready to record but in the middle of me reading through the cases i passed out and slept on the floor for like 30 minutes Oh, that's when I've been really tired lately. Clearly. <laughs> I wondered about that because you texted me like, yeah, I'm getting up off the floor. I'm like, what? <laughs> so occasionally I get really, really tired. I, and I sit down on the floor for just a minute because I'm like, I, my chair is uncomfortable or whatever. And then I just kind of lay down and fall asleep on the floor. Wow. I've been doing that a lot. Here's the thing. I got pillows down there i've got a blanket and there's a register right next to me so it's like the perfect conditions minus the fact that it's a concrete floor with just a the thinnest layer of carpeting yeah i was about i was about to say perfect conditions except for the fact that it would be extremely uncomfortable what i i still find a way to sleep on the floor (laughs) anyway um but yeah no the i i don't remember the name but one of the cases was just this one that some other detective had been trying to solve it for ages, and I don't want to go spoil it any more than that, but 
rather than it being passed around all the time, it was just this one guy was like obsessed with this case for years. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to read it before next time because I was in the middle of reading all the case files now. But I think now is the time to finally walk back and talk to Titan. Yeah, because we haven't done that yet. That's true. I was I had thought about that earlier and then got distracted by you sleeping on the floor for some reason. Hey, man. When you said that a second ago, I thought you were talking about like your character passed out on the floor in the game and not you in real life. No, me in real life, I, I was sleeping on the floor. You are an interesting man. Listen, man, when you got to sleep, you got to sleep. And the floor was there. I was tired. You just lay down okay. for a minute. Here's the th- I, I do it quite a bit. <laughs> probably more than I should. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the number of times you should be doing that is actually zero. Listen, man, uh, some people have to sleep on the floor because they don't have anywhere else to sleep. So Yeah, and that's unfortunate, but... I, I mean, people who don't have to do that, like, we, the goal should be for no one to be doing that, not for more people to be doing it than actually have I agree, to. but I just want to see what it's like, you know? I want to put myself in somebody else's shoes, Andrew. I'm tired, and the floor's there, and it's comfortable-ish. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay. So after I got up from the floor, I went over and I talked to Titan. He's like, oh, hey, uh. So I see you just walk right by me. Like, okay, so the power move worked. Yes, I did. And again, power move. I just let him talk and talk and talk and talk. And until he gets mad and he's like, well, if you're not going to say anything. And then I was like, okay, cool. Now we can talk now that you're angry. (laughs) And uh, you're a regular, you're, you're just busting out those power moves left and right. So Titan and his buddies, immediately confessed to the crime like oh yeah we killed that guy and we strung him up there and we hung him and everything and blah 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 blah. we and then all of his buddies are chiming in like yeah tight we we got him we we got that guy he was a bad dude and like we're just we're angry we you ain't gonna do it you can't arrest all of us they're all riled up and getting angry and everything and every once in a while elizabeth chimes in like hey uh shut up quit talking and so uh, then, then one of the options is, hey, man, so I talked to your boss and he said that you have to cooperate with me. So, yeah, you're going to tell me what I want to know. And he's like, oh, so you went over and talked to daddy, huh? And, and then he's like, just such an, a phenomenal douche about everything. I mean, no surprise. He's flat out basically saying that he's, you know, a a murderer Big tough murderer guy yeah i like and so i uh then you have a chance to to talk to him and he this is the first chance you other than in the first day when you had the opportunity to talk to this woman he is where you kind of get the lead of so it kind of sounds like this mercenary might have been a massive jerk and they're super glad they killed him because apparently he's a Basically, they, they, they say something about he assaulted this woman and he got up at karaoke and basically told everybody that they're hilljacks or whatever and just disrespected everybody. And, and then they're like, well, this is why we killed them and everything. Honestly, my first reaction to that was, are you sure you're not talking about me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, wait a minute. So I've basically done all of those things minus the assault. So... Fast forwarding, all of those could have been me, you know, but 
after the initial conversation with him, you kind of get the lead about uh, this woman that you need to go talk to. And it's at this point, when you go back and you look at the window, you notice something there. So you uh, need to do a skill check to basically see that there's a key. And then you uh, acquire the key. I actually asked them to pass the key over to me. And they're like, what do you think we're going to do that for you? Just the general like mob jerk mentality. Turns out that key is to the back door. That blue oh, door. See, okay, wait, where'd you get this key? Because I didn't get a key. Oh. Is this another one of those things where you were talking about Tab helped you out? Yeah. Yeah, so I, have, I haven't played since then because since I, you were behind, I didn't want to get too far ahead of you. So I'll just make a note to go back and do that. So how did you go talk to Khaleesi? I knocked on the door and she let me in. Oh, so, so did you find all the pinball machines and everything? I have no idea what you're talking about, so no, I haven't been in that back room. Oh, okay. Well, there's actually definitely a piece of the picture you're missing then. Yeah, well, I mean, I still had the quest to go do that, but yeah, no, I I don't know what you're talking about, so we may have to stop this chain of conversation. Yeah. Okay, Uh. so I, I got a key and I went up and <laughs> then talked to Khaleesi because I never knocked on a door. I kind of went the back way and found my way into a room and out on the balcony yeah. to talk to her. You know, I, I know where it is because I found the thing where um the other door and that was when my character made the comment of, oh, the, this looks like the other side of that. See, I told you this was related to the case. And then Kim just kind of sighs. She's like, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> uh, so you you go out and you talk to her and... Uh, this is the first time that you meet Khaleesi, and I think it's actually uh, Kalasi, but listen, Andrew, she's the mother of dragons for me, and that's the way it's going to stay. So people can be mad about me mispronouncing her name. I don't care. That is, that's really, yeah, I, I'm, it's interesting how we're, I mean, to the game's credit that there's multiple ways to solve these these problems, though. Yes. Because like I had, I just had to make like a um, persuasion skill check, and then she's just like let you in. Yeah, no, I just went in. And uh, did you catch the flower? I did. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, and then she was suitably impressed because she's like, "Wow, that was pretty good." I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a pretty cool guy, you know. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a good dude." So you talk to her. And throughout the conversation, it turns out that she actually thought that that mercenary was super cool. And all of his basically musings about hating everybody and wanting to beat everybody up and basically just being a general bad guy. She was like, yeah, he was essentially all talk and we were very polite. Like, so he didn't assault you? Yeah, no. Um... (laughs) Totally, totally polite. Total politeness, repeated politeness. Really polite. We were very cordial with one another. And uh, she's like, I actually kind of found those traits endearing. Like, okay, well. Cool. (laughs) I guess, you know, different strokes for different folks. Walk back down and talk to Titan. Hey, man, you're dumb. Turns out everything you said, she basically threw out the window 
What? I can't believe this. This is bullcrap. There's no way. She's definitely lying. This 100% happened. He said this and he said this. Yeah. Uh, so Titan, turns out she didn't care about any of that. And she actually thought it was kind of funny. The, and then he just goes off on a tangent again. And then Kim goes back and he's like, yeah, she actually really liked the guy. And then he gets super mad and he's like, well, what about this other thing? And um, I was it him or her that you got the information that she's actually being tracked? Um, I think it starts with her and then you kind of can push forward on that. But, yeah, no, she she's definitely the one who opens up about it when you push her enough in the interrogation. So when so then you go back and you talk to her and basically say, hey, Titan says you're a liar again. And eventually it gets to in the middle of their politeness. He was shot in the head and her window had to be replaced because the bullet went through the window and she didn't know what to do. And now you kind of you get the impression that Titan and his whole group of buddies are maybe just not as bad i mean they 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 obviously suck well they they were clearly trying to cover for whatever actually happened and keep her out of trouble and also just like not not have it escalate they were basically saying were we killed him you can't do anything about it because you can't arrest all of us that's essentially what what they were saying and then you find out that no that's not the case and that there's actually an eighth hardy girl and you find out that there's an eighth member of their group that is a female that i have not personally met yet neither have i but yes i got the same information and you find out in the middle of their uh polite session that he was shot and she didn't know what to do but because so so basically she showed up I, I guess a couple months ago, or I, I don't remember how long it was. She she told yeah, you. Yeah, she's been but there for a while. Yeah. She basically said that she she was honest with them in saying that she's hiding from people. She's hiding. She was a corporate spy, corporate espionage. And, right, and then it went bad, and and so then she's basically being hunted by her company and this other company. And so and so yeah, she's she's undercover or not undercover, but like yeah, trying to stay under the radar here. Titan his group of friends know this, and in an attempt to protect her, they took the body out back and hung it up and acted as if they did this. And this woman orchestrated having the window replaced and everything else, and basically they put all of his clothes back on him, all of his mercenary gear or whatever, and then strung him up in the back. And you can go back and you can talk to Titan about this and say, hey, man. I actually pressed him before then because I was like, what about the bullet in his head? Did you put the bullet in his head? And then they were all like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was us. We shot him. We shot him and then strung him up. I'm like, but you just said that you hung the guy. Like, yeah, well, a lot happened that night. We didn't really know what was going on. Any one of us could have shot him. We definitely shot him. It was actually in the midst of one of these conversations uh, that specifically about the eighth Hardy girl that I died and got Kim killed. Oh, because I basically kept pressing them and pressing them. And then I saw that a dude had a gun and I think it was like fat. (laughs) I want to say Albert, but I really don't think it it was fat Albert. It was, it was not that I know. uh, Yeah. I'm positive. It was not fat Albert. It was like fat. I I, want to say it was an a name though. 
Fat Eddie. Well, not Eddie. Eddie would be an E, but. <laughs> yeah, the, all those famous A names like Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Fat Adrian or something. I don't know. But there's. the. I was going to say Angus. Yeah. The fat one. Because, of course. Thanks. You know, the of course, the fat one is the weak one in the group. Thanks, game. I do have a bit of a bone to pick with Disco Elysium. And that is that. Uh, so apparently. In this game, fat people are only capable of being weak <laughs> and gigantic corporate pigs. So, thanks, That's Disco. Not fair. That's not true. The union guy is very much not a corporate pig. Whatever, whatever he is, he's evil. I mean, okay, but that wasn't one of the things you said. Oh, fine. Evil guy. Evil guy <laughs> and weak guy. Just bad people. So, I, did you have the same conversation about the gun and everything? Like, did you see that the guy had a gun? Yes, yes, yes. I did all that. I never got shot, though. All right. So the guy had a gun, and my brain kept going, hey, man, talk to uh, talk to the weak one. Talk to the weak one. Talk to the weak one. And I saw the gun, and my brain goes, hey, man, dude, there's a gun. There's a gun. There's a gun. So my first, this is one of those instances where my brain kind of doing its thing got in my way, because as soon as it was like, gun, 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 I yelled at the guy with the gun. Which did not de-escalate the situation. Uh, I, I believe we talked about this last time. This is the part where I said, yeah, that did not de-escalate the, the situation. He shot me, and then he shot Kim. And both of us died. However, when I talked to uh, Fat Adrian, Angus, if it's Angus, I'm going to be even more angry. <laughs> for obvious reasons. So we shout at him, and then... He gives up the fact that there was a hardy girl, and then everyone's mad at him, and it de-escalates the whole situation. Uh, but that's when you kind of get the full story that someone is after her, and they shot him in the process. Now, why they shot him, I still don't know. And because if this person had a shot on both of them, it seems kind of odd that they would shoot him instead of her, unless they wanted... It doesn't seem like there would be any situation where shooting him would somehow hurt her in a negative light. Right, other- which is why I don't think that it had anything to do with that. It was, um, like, I, I don't, my personal theory is that that shot didn't actually have anything to do with her, and she just assumed it did because of her history. Oh. So somebody was specifically out to kill him. Maybe maybe you have more information than I do because of the whole boat dock thing. Because I have to imagine if he was a dick to these people, he was a dick to his mercenary, quote-unquote, buddies as well. So, your silence basically says it all. No. Unless my internet is cut anything. out again. No, you're there. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to spoil anything one way or the other. So, so yeah. That, that's, that, that, that brings up an interesting point, but... So, so that's kind of where I left off as far as everything I've done. There is one thing that is still maddening that I can't get into that one freezer that's frozen shut, even though I unlocked it or even though I was letting it melt or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can't, you can't do it because your crowbar is not strong enough. And then it's like, you got to go get a special super de duper crowbar. And I'm like, okay. Ugh. So I've got a ton of stuff to follow up on. I've got to follow up on that whole boat situation. I need to go get these signatures for uh, Angus Beef in the in the union. Uh, then I need to uh, then I need to follow up on cryptozoology. 
I obviously still have to find my gun and badge, but I know where my gun's at. That Angus beef actually has it. And my badge, I, I think you had alluded last time that it's something that you can do uh, relatively quickly after the bridge is lifted. So, um, yes, I'm guessing the bridge won't get lifted until I do the whole boat thing. So that's probably what I'm going to do now that Kim is back. Uh, since Kim is back, I can. It was one of those things where I wasn't going to go do more because the game is very much, hey man, probably should have King here for this. Or why do I keep calling him King? Uh, probably should have Kim know. here for this. Well, I guess it sounds like if that's as far as you've gotten, then, then it's moving into time for speculation for next time. So this is kind of where I wanted to talk about my speculations for him. A lot of this is kind of, you know, the note and stuff that I have that you don't, but it kind of seems like he was a drunkard and a layabout for a while. So I don't know if maybe there was a case that really got to him or what, because I really don't have a whole lot of information to go off of, but it's very clear that his wife has left him um, because your brain keeps referring to it in a sense of the X and, but based off of the note that I had mentioned earlier, that's very conflicting as to, and, and maybe I just read it wrong. Maybe the note was, Hey, I'm leaving you forever or something. And I'm just an idiot and didn't pick up on it. <laughs> well, I'll take a look at it when I, uh, when I read it again and make my brain actually listen to me. And, and, and here's the other thing. Now that you have tab, your whole life is going to be improved. You're going to go true. into this game and you're going to you're just going to be like how on earth did I live before this? I I mean really, it should just be a matter of how impressive it is that I got as far as I did without tab. Well, that's what I was kind of alluding to last time. It is it is honestly impressive that you really have done all of this stuff without tab because there's a lot of these things like the key I would have never found that. I mean, you didn't find it, but I would have never found it without Tab, and I would have never gotten up to her because I would have never thought to just go up and knock on the door because I was like, how am I going to go talk to her? The only way I can possibly think about doing it is getting into this blue door. I have to get into the blue door. That is the solution to this problem. Uh, did you recreate the crime scene from her in her room? I, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, so you could see that that was really cool. Oh, like, that's my favorite thing about him. It's like doing the, the visual calculus, I think is the name of the check. But every time he goes and like basically goes all super cop and it's like calculating the angles where the bullet would have to come from and stuff. Yes, that was so cool when I saw that. And I was really hoping that that's going to I really hope that that's going to come up a lot because that was just really cool. And I got visual I took that as a specialty specifically because, you know, cop, I figured you'd need it. I kind of thought of it as a heavy rain type situation where the dude with the sunglasses, just you put on the glasses and you suddenly become like the ultimate cop. Which really wasn't that far from the truth. I mean, like obviously glasses aside, but like it actually does kind of remind me of that, like in terms of just how it looks when he's doing it and stuff. Yeah, and that was always like, really cool. The visual cool. effect is really cool. So yeah, I my speculation is that there was obviously a straw of some sort that broke and she left him and I think her leaving him was 
it, it kind of seemed like he was already in a really bad way. And it kind of, my speculation is that after she left him, that was just kind of, I, I basically, I might as well not live anymore. I'm going to go out and do a ton of drugs and a ton of alcohol and everything because it almost seemed, it kind of seemed like he was in a bad way for whatever reason, but he could kind of get through it because she was there, whether or not that's the right thing or, I mean, that's right. obviously not cool for but her. Like that, but it's the moment that it apparently like broke him for real, I think is what you're going with this. Yes. Like fully broke him to where he is now. Yes. I, I'm thinking, and it, and it, it almost sounds like this just happened uh, because it almost sounds like you went on a major bender right before this case. I mean, basically before this case, for whatever reason, and I really don't think it was just this random hung guy in the clearing. I think it has to do with his wife left him and uh, he was just like, screw this. I have I basically have to go to work, but I'm going to go on a massive bender on my way there. <laughs> and then, oops, turns out I accidentally my entire brain. Because he's still a cop enough to know that he still has a job. It's still, the fact that he even went to go do his job just lends credence to him actually being a somewhat of a good dude because he's like, my job is still important. I'm still a cop. I still need to do that. Even though I'm in basically mega horrible, everything sucks mode. Well, and like we talked about last week, the other people in his precinct, you know, at the end of that conversation, were like, this isn't like him at all. So this has to be a relatively new thing, at least the, this level of behavior. So I guess since I'm a little caught up to you, what are your expectations, I guess, going forward? Well, let's see. So in terms of things I need to get done, I got to go back and find this key because I got to see in the blue door. I mean, let's just be real. Also, now that I've gotten across the bridge, uh, my my main order of business is trying to go look at the different places where this bullet could have come from to see if we can find any clues. So that's probably going to be the next thing, as well, along with, of course, trying to find the cryptozoologist because that guy is obviously priority one. And I, you know, I don't know what to expect because getting across the bridge almost feels like a new chapter in the sense of like most of the things that were on that side of the bridge are on that side of the bridge and almost don't connect other than the signatures. There's like nothing that's coming with me across the bridge almost. You know what I mean? I haven't got across the bridge, so I don't really know. Well, no, I just mean in the sense of like most everything that was there got resolved over there. And so it doesn't feel like at the moment there's a lot of loose hanging threads, but that may also be because I missed stuff. So maybe I'll change my tune on that once I go back and re-scour everything with the tab button. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't gone across the bridge. So for me, I, my, my guess is that it's going to feel very similar, except the thing, y you are taking things back with you because cryptozoology and you definitely can't get the signatures yet. The, did you ever find out what was going on with that girl in the top area of where Joyce was at? Oh, the like vandal lady? Yeah. No, I went up and talked to her, but I, I never got like a, a quest or anything there. But like I, I went and spoke to her. I couldn't even figure out how to get up there. How do you get up there? Uh, you go into the apartment building, and then you can go up. Oh, okay. If you, so you, it, the apartment, the door that she, the building that she's on is an apartment building, and if you knock on the door, an old lady answers and shoes you away, and that kind of starts off a little quest to get inside the apartment building. Okay, well, I'll have to do that then. So, because like, did you talk to the guy on the balcony? No. Okay. 
I, I don't. A, I don't even know what guy you're talking about. So if you go around, like you know, in the body, there's uh, the Kuno kid, but then there's also like the girl or whoever that keeps shouting from across the fence. Yes. If you go around to where she is on her side of the fence, there's that other little area there, right? Yes. There's a balcony there. It's actually the same apartment building. Um, it's just a different side of it as the one with the lady is on. And there's a guy that's up there like smoking a cigarette. And then again, that starts off like a side quest. No, I haven't done any of that yet. So it, as it seemed like you were way more productive than I was from, from well, your day, your day two. two isn't over. Well, no, my day two is not over yet, but I only have like four hours left. I don't, I wasn't even sure what I had left to do, but now I know I need to go do. I guess tab doesn't help me in everything because I did not see a way for me to get into that apartment building. I guess I'm going to have to search a little bit more. Yeah, you, you definitely can. There's some interesting stuff in there, actually. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to be working on. I'm going to be finishing up that that day day two area, and uh, I'm going to try to get, if not finished with day three, pretty far into it. Yeah, I mean, each day... But since, because of the way the time works, where it kind of only proceeds when something happens, it seems like every single day it's going to have plenty of stuff to talk about just by virtue of, you know, like, there's no time to be wasted as a super cop, is all I'm, is I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah. But with that, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Video Games Cover to Cover. As always, you can contact us on Twitter or in our, through email or on our Discord server. And as usual, I will be putting the links to that in the description for the episode. I love Kim. Kim.